I'm actually working on a series of nightclubs called Eden. <laughs> Tell me that wouldn't make sense. What kind of nightclubs are we talking about? <laughs> well, it describes it right here. Oh, in Brian's, paradise. Brian's talk. Welcome to Talk and Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. And the best looking one at this entire deal. They'll be talking truth about the Bible and life. Now let's join Brian for today's look at God's Word, followed by conversation and a little fun with Brian, Dan, and today's guest, Pastor Nat Crawford. Now, here's Brian. So a common issue many people struggle with is a messed up view of God. Everyone has a view of God. Most people formulate their view of God from their experiences or circumstances in life. So people end up fearing God, or they don't trust Him, or they push Him away, convinced He'll ruin their lives in some way. But here's a question. What if that's not true? I mean, what if God isn't like that? I believe to cultivate a right view of God, we must understand correctly Genesis 2, 1 through 17, which is our text today. In Genesis chapter 1, we were introduced to the Creator God of the universe. In many ways, a God so big, He seems unknowable. But in Genesis chapter 2, this big God becomes remarkably intimate. We might even say uncomfortably intimate. Genesis 2 does not move ahead in the story but rather digs back into day six of creation to look at exactly how Adam and Eve were created. The actual creation of Adam is described in very intimate terms. In chapter 2, verse 7, it states that God formed man from the dust of the ground. That word formed is a word used to describe a potter shaping a piece of clay. It's a very intimate imagery as God rolls up his sleeves and functions as the potter to personally create Adam from the dust of the ground. That's very different than how he made the rest of creation with merely a spoken word. Adam was made in his image. It was personal to God. Next, the text tells us that God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. The imagery is like a CPR imagery, where God actually breathes Adam to life. In Hebrew, the word for breath and spirit are the same Hebrew word. Literally, what defined life for Adam was that he was filled with the very breath of God. Now that's intimate. Then God places Adam in the garden paradise that he has made. God names the garden Eden, which means a place of pleasure. What we learn is that God created a garden that he called paradise. Then he placed Adam in that garden. God did the work, and Adam rested in what God had created. There was no guilt, no shame, no sin, no fear or anxiety or disappointment. It was a place of unimaginable pleasure. Now, that's what God has always wanted for people made in His image, people like you and me. 
so honestly. Is that how you view God? One of the points of repetition in this text is the idea of rest. After God completed the work, he rested. It's important to realize he didn't rest because he was tired. The text tells us he rested because the work was finished. He did all the work, and Adam rested in what God had made. God then gives Adam meaningful work to cultivate the garden and to take care of it, to represent God to the world by taking care of God's good creation. God tells Adam that he may freely eat from any tree in the garden except one. If Adam eats of the one forbidden tree, he will surely die. This is the moral choice and moral accountability we talked about in episode two. It's the freedom to choose that comes with being made in the image of God. Adam was put in the garden paradise, a place of pleasure made by God. Adam didn't work for it. He didn't deserve it. It was a gift from God. God made Adam with great care forming him like a potter forms a piece of clay, then generously offered Adam all he could eat from the trees of the garden. Adam was made to live in relationship with God in a place of unimaginable pleasure. That's what God has always wanted for people made in his image. Does that sound like your view of God? Does that sound like a God to be avoided? Or to be afraid of? Does that sound like a God who wants to mess up your life? I'm going to suggest if you were to be really honest with yourself, that sounds like the God your soul is longing for. Let's bring in Dan and Nat and talk about this. So guys, this is a big point of passion for me. I've often said, I don't believe there's anything more critical in your Christian life than your view of God. Hmm. You have a messed up view of God and you stand no chance of experiencing the abundant life that Jesus promised. Hmm. And it's very interesting then to go all the way back to Genesis 2 and get a very accurate picture of what God has always wanted for people made in his image. Yeah, I think people, as you said at the beginning of your message, they view God and they shape God based on their experiences in life. Uh, James Spiegel in his book, The Making of an Atheist, would talk about uh, it was the father role. And I've realized how much my relationship with my earthly father has actually impacted my view of God and how much I have to continue to renew my brain. Um I love my father. We've got a very good relationship. Um, we are friends. And yet, we, in my childhood, there was this constant tension of, uh, are you going to really come through this time? Yeah, I know you said you're going to show up, but are you really going to show up this time? It's amazing how many times, even today, I can view God the same way. I know from my experience that God is faithful. I know from studying his word that he has a plan and a purpose. And yet there are those moments where I'm just like, but God, are you really this time going to come through? It's amazing how much my past has shaped it. But I'm thankful for God's word that it can continue to shape it moving forward. I'm actually working on a series of nightclubs called Eden. 
<laughs> Tell me that wouldn't make some money. What kind of nightclubs are we talking about? <laughs> well, mm. it describes it right here. Oh, in Brian's, paradise. Brian's talk. I think a lot of people, I will probably get there on other episodes, but I think a lot of people's view of God that do not believe and do not really study the Bible or care to study the Bible, they just go by what they hear, I think they take their view of God from uh, uh, the God of the Old Testament and all that kind of stuff. You know, God hardened his heart so that he could... And they don't study beyond that. They don't study why. They don't study what was happening in the culture. And so I think a lot of people form these opinions, completely ignoring any contextual um, verses about why this is happening, how mm. come this happened, why are these people in these situations, That totally ignoring that. Um, but also, as you know, I grew up with uh, a dad that was a preacher and grew up with with being taught these things, I know the other verses and the context of the other verses and uh, what do they call it? I'm hermeneutics. Hermeneutics. Mm -hmm. You know, where you study the Bible mm -hmm. for the people that it was written for in the early days. But you see what I'm saying, Brian? People form this other opinion of God because they hear stories and they read these things and they're told, well, he... You know, he wiped out a whole the, the Hittites. He killed all the women. And so they get their view from there without really studying it. They don't study the early part about what God says that he is and how he created us and what he wanted it to be like when he created us. I think that's why people get this other image of God. Obviously, the God we're talking about now, who wouldn't want that? I want that. But how do you get around this yeah. this other thing. Yeah, so it's a huge problem. So having done this almost 40 years, I would say that most people, including probably most Christians, formulate their view of God based on their family of origin and the circumstances of life. That then creates a lens through which they read the Old Testament. Right. Because when I read the Old Testament, what I see is a God of unbelievable patience and kindness, but I'm reading it through a different lens. Right. Uh, God's, and we'll talk about this later in Genesis, God's far more patient right. and merciful with people than any of us would be. Right. So it starts with the lens, right. and then they're looking through that lens, and so they read a passage like that, and, and it scares them or it offends right. them, but they they have to go back to the beginning and get a correct view of who God really is. Do they have to study and understand, you know, not to go off topic, but this is what I say about the world today. Remember the uh, the show They Live, Rowdy Rowdy Piper? Great movie. Remember that? John Carpenter yeah, at his best. Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Well, there's aliens. Every, every other person's an alien, and we're being taken over slowly by aliens. And I forget how it went. He had a dream about some glasses mm -hmm. or whatever, but he mm -hmm. found these glasses. He puts these glasses he on. He can see them. And every now and then, there's an alien head. He's got an alien head. It's kind of like now. We are in a spiritual battle mm -hmm. in the world. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual battle. And the Bible is your lens to see what's happening around you. Mm -hmm. If you don't put on the glasses... The Bible's the glasses. 
If you're just starting to read the Bible and you're putting on these glasses, you can kind of see some things. Wait a second. The more you read, the more you tune in those righty righty pipe glasses. <laughs> now you're seeing what's going on around you because you've got the lens of truth right. on your head mm. and in your heart. And it's kind of like the same thing here. For the people that don't understand it, they get these bad thing of, well, in Exodus and Leviticus, you know, the more you read the Bible and the more you study it, get a devotional about it and study it, you start to focus in these glasses and then you begin to understand the love that God has for you. And you're right, Brian, the patience that he has, but you're never going to understand it if you stay foggy. Hmm. You can't stay foggy. You got to clean those glasses, man. And and so you can't complain. You can't go. Well, I just don't understand it. The Lord, he's. I mean, that's because you're not you're not tuning in your glasses, man. It's and that's your fault. It's nobody else's fault. You know to tune them in. You have to study. You have to learn. Whether it be a fifteen minute devotional in the morning and a fifteen minute video at night. You're feeding your soul and you're tuning your you're tuning in your lenses. That's my message today. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tune in those lenses. Be a rowdy rowdy piper. Man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> great illustration. Yeah, no, we do. We do. I mean, oh we all have a worldview. We all have a worldview. <laughs> and we want to make sure it is clear and it is built on truth. And that's why we have to go back to the Bible. I mean, Brian and I, I've I've heard you say it, I've said it. Don't don't take my word for it. Look at the text itself and see what it says, right? Yeah, and I think one of the things we're wanting to communicate on this podcast is all three of us have experienced a personal relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we want others to know what we have come to know. It's mm-hmm. life changing right. for us. Uh, so that's yeah. we're not we're not wanting a big argument. We're just trying to let people know in turbulent times. <laughs> Absolutely, this is where we find our life. We're not forcing anything down you. We're we're three dudes. They're smarter than I am. Okay, way smarter. But you're better looking. I'm asking. Well, that's we don't even have to. That's knowing just looking. You can tell that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we want we want you to 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 have the same thing. Get rid of your anxiety. Get hope. Get hope in your heart. We found it. We know that's what we got. We just want you to have it too. If you don't want it, that's up to you. God's not going to force it on you. But we're just letting you know. You, it's out there. And, but you have to put some work in. You have, to, you have to read what God is telling you. He's written these words for you. And we discussed it a couple of weeks ago. The first five verses, God created the heavens and the earth. How many words was that? Um, God created the heavens and the earth. That's seven words. I've added two words to the five. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think Either so. God created the universe or he did Yes. But, uh, you know, that's, uh, man, put on, just start reading and study for yourself and uh, get the truth. We want you to have the truth. Right. And it's okay to struggle in the process. I, you know, I've been a Christian for I don't know how many years, pastor for, you know, I don't know, six or seven, and I still struggle. I still question God. I'm still searching. And what's amazing is he never shuns me. 
He never pushes me away. He's always right there, and he has the answers I'm looking for. Uh, And as you said, Brian, man, he he is truly long-suffering. He is patient with his rebellious creation and with his children, and I am thankful for it. And that's coming from a guy that's still on parole. That's you know right. what I mean? That's that's the amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. They're coming for me right now. <laughs> yes, it's trash pickup. That's right. Oh, not again. <laughs> hey, but you can witness to the guard. <laughs> and look how effective it was in Scripture. <laughs> you know, I think we would all say sometimes life gets really hard mm-hmm. and really confusing. Mm-hmm. And And in the midst of all that, it's easy to feel like God doesn't care, like he's a million miles away. I know a lot of people have been through really hard things, and they've formed a view of God that isn't really accurate. They've rejected a God that doesn't actually exist, Mm -hmm. and we're just encouraging them to reconsider that. This is God presenting himself, uh, and we'd like people to know that. Right. That question you ask is, you know, how do you view God? And I think A.W. Tozer said that's the most important question, right, that you can can answer. It's the most telling thing. Um, God has revealed himself. And, but the question now is, how do you view him, and will you view him biblically? Who is that, A.W. Tozer? A.W. Tozer? You know, I used to read Hardy Boys. Hey, uh, <laughs> same vein, exact same vein. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Talkin' Truth. Brian and Dan will be back soon with more episodes, so be sure to subscribe. Today's Talkin' Truth is powered by Go Tandem, the free spiritual fitness app. Download Go Tandem today and get spiritually fit. Get her done.